0: Practice a conversation with this coach in the mirror, okay? So go in your bathroom or whatever, have your questions in front of you, maybe your checklist, and just have a conversation. Pretend like you are practicing questions that they might ask you and what you would say in response. This is important because, again, if you practice and you prepare, you are more likely to have just like an easier conversation and also not feel like you have a a blank stare or brain like as they're asking you things Hey, and welcome back to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. I'm your host, Ashley Agle, and I'm very excited to talk to you a little bit about communicating with college coaches. Now, this might be something that you're like, uh, we've definitely talked about this on the podcast before, which we have. We have in episodes 42 and 48 with Tisha Mahon. We talked about communication with coaches and finding your Why? So we talk a lot about emails and what to expect on certain phone calls from coaches. Um, But also in episode 48, we talk about how to stand out in camps and on social media. But with those episodes, I don't want to repeat things that we've already talked about on the podcast. Uh, There might be things here or there that we repeat. But all in all, today, I want to give you questions that you know with September 1st coming up, You might be getting phone calls from coaches and emails from coaches, um, and I want to give you a checklist of questions that you could potentially ask that are very unique to you and the programs that you're going to be talking to, so questions that you can ask. Also, how to prepare for questions that you might be asked from these coaches, and these ones, you know, some of them are standards, some of them are ones that maybe you didn't even think about. And I want to be able to give you the edge. So if you're getting calls or emails from coaches, how you can be prepared on what your answers are going to be prior to the phone call. So will give you that little edge that other players, you know, will have to think of something on the fly, which you may for a couple questions. But if you can kind of know what's coming, you can prepare for this prior. And then the last thing I'm going to give you is a little checklist to make sure that you do prior to getting these phone calls or emails um, to help you stand out and to help you go into this with confidence and excitement rather than nerves and anxiety. Okay? So like I said, September 1st is around the corner. And if you don't know specifically what that means, here's what it means. When you're a junior in high school, that is the first time that coaches can specifically reach out to you and your family about recruiting. Okay. So them recruiting you. Now I know prior to that, they can invite you to camps, which shows that they're interested in you. And you may have talked to them at these camps and things like that, which I highly encourage. So you get to know them prior to your junior year, but September 1st is the first time that they can call you an email specifically about their recruiting interest. Okay. So if you're one of those athletes that this is coming around the corner take some notes, definitely whip out your notebook. And if you're not a junior in high school yet, it's good to kind of get this, like know this now so that you can start preparing for this way prior to these phone calls coming. And maybe by then you can have more questions that they might ask that I don't even mention today. So whether you're in the process, in the thick of it right now, or you will be in the future, definitely save this episode for later. Okay. Just to give you a little bit of ease, I want you to know coaches know that you're going to be a little nervous to talk to them, okay? I was extremely nervous talking to my coaches, especially my head coach, which I talked to many times at Purdue, but also the assistant coaches I talk to often as well. And just understand that like the more reps you get in, just like softball, the more reps you get in with these phone calls, the more reps you get in with get in with these emails, the easier it's going to be for you. Okay. So just understand the first few might be a little sticky, but that's okay. Coaches know that coaches know that. And it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And remember, this is all a relationship and it's kind of weird at the beginning, but the more you get to know people, the better it gets. Okay. Now when you're in the thick of it like this, just understand your separator is going to be your preparation. Okay. If you are prepared for these conversations, they will go much easier and much smoother than those where you have no idea where these could go. Okay. And that's why we're here today. I had a few calls prior to um, a current Alabama softball player. I won't mention her name, but she and I had a lot of conversations like about a month or two before September 1st for her. And a lot of these things that I'm going to mention to you today are things that her and I talked to thoroughly. Th- talked about thoroughly. So just understand these are coming from, you know, someone who's already in college playing at Alabama and these are some questions that her and I talked a lot about. This first list that I'm going to give you are questions that I believe are good ones to ask coaches. And here's the deal. Yes, you might want to ask your standard questions about do you have my major, but let's go beyond that because If you've done your research, which we're talking about a little bit later, then you know whether they have your major or not. But here are some questions that maybe they don't get asked often that can, again, help separate you and help them be like, man, this kid had good questions. You want to be that kid. Okay. One question that you can ask are what are activities that your team likes doing outside of softball? That'll help you get to know what the team values aside from the game Because we all know, especially now with massive mental health and where it is right now, a lot of players don't have identities outside of softball. So a lot of programs are spending a lot of time on things other than the game to help athletes realize, you know, what are some of their passions? What can they get into aside from softball that'll help make them better humans? So they might love this question, truly. Now, I know we talked about majors, but maybe a good question would be, you know, what are some common majors that players tend to love at your university? Okay. Because yes, you should have an idea of kind of what you want to study, but they might give you an answer that might make you kind of not change your mind, but also be open to things that are out there that people like. Um, and a lot of times, you know, there are softball players right now at probably the university you want to go to that have similar passions to you. Okay. So maybe hearing some of the things that players like about their university or certain classes that players tend to love can help you kind of just expand your mind and see what's out there. I like this question a lot. What is a characteristic that one of your, mm, I should say, star players tends to have? Okay. So what is a characteristic that your star player has? I think this one kind of opens up to what coaches value most Okay, so if she's going to think about a certain player in her brain and what her his or her brain, I know there's many male coaches out there, but they're going to think about a specific player and the things that they like about the player and the characteristics that they have. And that's going to help you understand what does this coach want to see in me? So just having an idea of what they value from a player can help you understand what are some things that I should definitely strive to be great at. So it kind of kind of works two ways. In the way that you can get to know the coach and what they love seeing from a player and what'll, you know, maybe help you get on the starting roster early on. Um but also, you know, what are things that maybe you can start considering to focus a little bit more into before you go to college as well. I love this question. I think every school is going to give you a unique answer from it and they might light up when you ask it. But what is a favorite team or school tradition that you have? Um, This is where I think, like if you called Florida State, this is just like one that I'm thinking of. They love going to Starbucks before games. Like that's like the thing that they do. They always go to Starbucks like on game day. So if you call Lonnie Alameda or she calls you, I guess, she might say that. Like she might say, we love doing a Starbucks walk. We love walking from our hotel to a Starbucks or whatever so that we can get a good walk in, be with the team, be with our family and also, you know, drink some coffee. Like that is something that they like to do as a team. Maybe they'll talk about school traditions. Things that I loved about Purdue was I love that, you know, freshman year you jump over these train tracks and that's your, you know, welcome to the university. That is like something that we do. There's so many different and unique traditions that you might not even realize exist and can help you kind of choose a school based on you know fun things that you know and can expect. So that is one that I think coaches will love that you ask. This one, it's kind of a standard one, but I think it's important because if coaches understand their players a lot, they'll kind of know what, what they go through throughout the day. So asking the question, what is a day in the life of your current athletes right now? You know, what's a day in the life? And they're going to probably give you scenarios because fall is much different than spring. Fall has a few fall ball games. Um, They're also doing individual practices. So they might just give you a day in the life of like what they do, you know, in each season of the year. But also I think a follow-up question that you should ask is what do you do in practice? Like what are the musts that you do in practice? You know, Um, Who oversees this part or, you know, what type of challenges do you guys do at practice? Like, I want to know how you put together a practice plan. That is a question that I think will definitely turn coaches on their head, but help them realize that you value practice because we've talked about it before. You know, games are amazing, right? But we don't become fully prepared for those games without mastering our practice and making sure that our practice is helping us become our best in games. So if you value practice, which you should, if you want to play in college, let me tell you, this is a great, great question that I think you should ask. I think another one that a coach might like to ask is what are your hobbies that you care about outside of softball? Because they're probably going to ask you that question. I was going to tell you that one here in the next segment, but you know, asking them what they care about can also let you get to know them. And if they're open to sharing that they love going to the movies or they love watching their daughter play soccer, or they love, you know, crafting for their daughter's second grade class or whatever, literally could be anything. I think it lets you get to know them on a little bit more of a personal level. And if you're about to play for them for four years, you should kind of know what they're up to and what they like. Not to be a favorite and like make sure you know you give them candy if they love candy. Like it's just like one of those things where you're building a relationship with someone, you almost want to think of these questions as almost like it's like a first date, okay? Some of you probably have boyfriends, some of you might not. But like if you're gonna go on a first date, you're not gonna ask them the super vulnerable questions, but you can get to know them a little bit in their personality. So this is a way that you can do that. Now, this question, you can decide whether you want to ask it, but I think it would be an important one is, do you see me making an immediate impact here? I want you to realize that, yes, this coach wants you to play there. Obviously, they wouldn't be calling you or emailing you if they didn't, but also you need to have clarity on what they see in you, right? Like you want to know, are you going to be a starter? Are you going to have a chance to be a starter your freshman year? Or are you like, cause they're not going to fluff it. Like if they see you as like redshirting for a year or, you know, sitting the bench for a year or two before getting that start, you want to know these things, right? Because what I would hate for you is if you go to a school and you expect to be a starter from the beginning and you don't play until your junior year, that would really suck. But if a coach is transparent and says, yeah, like I see you sitting for a year, you know, learning from our current second baseman whatever position that you play learning from her learning um you know the tendencies that she has and also I want to see you work to outwork her and then maybe my your sophomore year or your junior year like you get more starts they're going to be honest with you they're not going to fluff it okay they're going to be honest about what they see and how you you will help their program and I think it's important for you to to make sure that you know these things going in and it can help you also make your decision. Because if you want to play four years, certain schools might not be that for you. Okay. But also like that also comes with like, hey, a coach might see you sitting on the bench for a year. But if you work your tail off this summer and compete for that position, you might be getting some starts this year, you know, this upcoming year. I guess if you're a junior, it's not this upcoming year, but your freshman year and early into your sophomore year. So again, this doesn't define who you are or how you should go about your game, but you can get some clarity on what they expect from you so you can be prepared for that once you get there. Also just realize, so that was my last question of what you can ask coaches. There are so many other things you can ask. Okay. Again, this is the start of a relationship. You'll have years, literally almost two years prior to going to college to ask more questions. But if you start with some good ones, I think that's going to help separate you and help put you at the top of their list as like a must player um, versus, oh man, like her questions were bland, they weren't that great. Like you don't want to be that player. okay? So that's my list. Again, I also encourage there is someone in your life that has played a collegiate sport um, that you know and respect and can text or call, you know, prior to this, ask them what questions they asked. Or also ask them what questions the coaches asked them. Again, this can only help prepare you for this future, this future self that's going to have to have these phone calls. But the more prepared you are, the better. So reach out to people that you might know and you might get some really cool, really cool responses. Before I go into the questions that the coach could ask you, I want to let you know I actually created a PDF checklist so that you can download and and copy and, you know, print off if you want to. Just so, you know, when you're actually ear to ear with these coaches, you can have a plan in front of you of things that you want to ask instead of just going based on what you remember. Cause I'm telling you, when you're under pressure, you're not gonna remember things. Like you're not gonna remember to ask, you know, what are the activities you like to do outside of softball? So if you have specific questions that you plan to ask, I want you to to realize, like, I want you to know I built you a checklist with also some fill in the blanks for your own questions. If you have them, um, that you can download. And if you go to wwwashleybtrainingcom recruiting checklist, you'll be able to download this checklist and download it as many times as you want. Like if you have certain, you know, four or five coaches that plan to call you, you can be specific for each one. Um, but I just want you to have a resource that you can use to help you feel a little bit more prepared for these conversations. So it's wwwashleybtrainingcom slash recruiting checklist. Also, the link is in the show notes, but you can download that checklist and use it as many times as you want to help prepare you. And also it'll kind of refresh you on some of the other things that we're about to hit in this episode as well. So go ahead, download it, pause it now. So you don't forget, um, uh, but use that use it. I wish I would have had it honestly in college or prior to college. All right. Here are some questions that the coach could potentially ask you. This is actually a shorter list. Um, and there's a reason because I find the ones that I'm sharing with you, I find are asked more often. Okay. I also reached out to some even Hall of Fame coaches and they gave me some even more unique answers. I'll make sure to put those in the checklist that you download as well. But these are just some standards just be ready for. Okay. So I know we mentioned you asking the coach, you know, what their hobbies are. They are likely going to want to know that you care about things other than softball. Okay. So if they ask you what hobbies that you like, for me, if I was asked this question, I would say, I love going to the movies. I love watching action movies and thriller movies in theaters with a huge bucket of popcorn. That is that is my honest answer and I will stick to that probably until the day that I die, but that is a hobby that I value and I love. So, you know, maybe later on when you go to this college, your coach is going to be like, "Hey, Ash, did you go to the movies this weekend on your day off?" I'll be like, "Yeah, coach, I did." <laughs> but it's them again getting to know you and what you care about. Okay? So, if you Honestly, love going to the homeless shelter and donating clothes um, and taking care of other people. And like maybe a tradition your family has for Thanksgiving is you serve meals to people. Like again, you you are kind of talking yourself up, but you're allowed to. This is them getting to know you. But don't just say it because it sounds good. Say it because you truly are passionate about it. The coaches will be able to read between the lines. So be passionate about what you say your hobbies are and know what your hobbies are because they might have follow-up questions about it. Like, hey, you love going to the movies? What's like a recent movie you saw that you really loved? And I'll be like, I don't. I actually can't tell you because I haven't been to the movies in a very long time. I'm putting myself on the spot here. Jeez, I'm making myself nervous because I wasn't prepared to ask myself this question. Man. But hey, if you saw Barbie and you say, I loved Barbie. Great. Awesome. Sweet. I really want to see, oh gosh, What's that new movie that's out? Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. It came out the same day, basically, as Barbie. It's I think it starts with an O. I'm really struggling. Oppenheimer. That is the movie. <laughs> that is the movie. Sounds really sad. I have not seen it, but that is the movie that I wish I could say, Coach, I just went and saw Oppenheimer, and this is what I loved about it. Because I know I'm going to love that movie. People have... There's raving reviews about it. And that's my type of movie. I love exciting movies like that, especially seeing them in theaters. So I would be prepared for that question. Sorry, did not mean to go off on that tangent, but I thought it was worth it. Okay, so know your hobbies. This next one is, what does your week look like? What does your week look like from a practice perspective, school perspective? They wanna know that you have a pretty good work ethic outside Um, of softball, but also like within it. So when are you studying? Um, They want to know that you have routine as well. They want to know that you're good at time management, which to be completely honest, I wasn't very good at time management. But if that is something um, that you know and work on on yourself and say, hey, yeah, before school, I take like 50 swings or right now I'm playing volleyball. Like that's something that that I do. And then I go to school during the day. We have volleyball practice or game. And then, you know, I get in like 50, 60 swings after that. And then I study. Like if that's your day, um, again, they're going to be able to read between the lines if you're like making stuff up versus like, actually, this is what I'm doing. But I'm guessing if you're getting a phone call, like you're clearly working on your game. They want to know when you're working on your game, how you're working on your game. They want to know these things. What books are you reading right now to help with your mental game? I mean, I doubt a coach is going to ask you that. But if a coach knows that you're working on your mental game, bro, that's, that's amazing. This podcast might be, I, I'm not saying this to tell them that you listen to this podcast, but if you tell them you have resources that you're working on your mental game with, they're going to be like, heck yeah. Like If you're working on your mental skills prior to going to college, setting yourself up for success. So what's your work ethic like? They're probably going to ask about it. Um, this one might be a little personal, but also they might know this answer already, but what position do you like playing most? I went into college thinking I was going to be an outfielder and I ended up at second. So just be prepared for that. But if they know that you love a certain position, then they, um, they're they probably just going to want to know, get to know you and what you, what you value and what you like most. Because maybe they watched you play shortstop, but you love center field more. They can get to know you there. Okay. If they know you can play multiple positions as well, that's fire. Because like I told you, I went to school thinking I was going to be an outfielder. Ha. That never happened. Um I just wanted to start from day 1. I know I've shared this before, but I played shortstop in high school for like my high school team, but travel I played outfield. So knowing that my coach knew that I had versatility, it allowed me to practice in multiple positions at practice and I was my start I was a starting second baseman my freshman year. So just be ready for position play and you know what positions you enjoy, what positions have you played in the past? Just helping them get to know you. This one sounds obvious, but They want to know what you're looking for and what you value in a school. For me, I wanted to be close to home. I love my family. I love that they got to watch me play. For some of you, you might want to move further away. They want to know that because what they would hate is if you fluffed it and said, oh yeah, I I want to travel 10 hours. Like I would love that. And then you go to school and you're homesick. That's not helping anybody. Be honest. If you're nervous about traveling 10 hours, then they can like know that about you and help you feel like you're a part of the family from day one and, and hopefully help you, you know, not be homesick. So be very honest about, you know, what you're looking for from a distance perspective, what you value in like maybe other sports programs. Like I love watching other sports compete. I went to all the volleyball games, all the football games, ton of basketball games at Purdue. Um, cause I love watching other sports and also my friends were on those teams, but like that was important to me. I wanted a decent football team because I came from a high school that had a huge football team. So just let them know the things that you value in school and what you're looking for. Also, they might ask you, how would you define yourself as a player? Now, this one, again, is a little more personal, but you know, this is where they also want to see how confident you are in your own skin and in your own game. So if you freaking love the the rise ball. If you love hitting it and you hit it well, that's unique about you, right? You say, I love hitting the high pitch. There's just something about it that I love. Maybe maybe you're like a rock star at your backhand at shortstop. You're like, coach, I love making the backhand play and like shooting the, the runner out at first. Like that's my favorite thing. I love turning double plays at two, whatever. What do you value most? What do you love most? They want to see you get excited about your answers, okay? So if they ask you something, some question along those lines, be confident with the things that you love about your sport or about your position or about your swing. Like the things that you value, they're going to want to start valuing so that they can be the best coach for you, okay? So be clear about how you how would you define yourself as a player. For me, I would say doubles hitter all day long, even though I hit a lot of home runs. And that was just me. That was who I am. That was, that was who I am. That's who I was. Sorry, getting a little off tangent, but know who you are, be confident in who you are, be prepared for this question. Now, this one is almost, you know, 99% of coaches out of hundred are going to ask this question. Tell me about your family. What are they like? Hmm. If you have a younger brother and he really agitates you, And he's just on your nerves all the time. I don't want you to lie and say, Oh, I have a younger brother. He's great. He's awesome. No. They want you to be honest. If your little brother is just like, you know, you know, the sour and sweet Sour Patch kid, (laughs) like really annoying, but also I love him. Like, they want to know that. They don't want to be fluffed too. They don't want to just hear the right answer. There's no right answer. Be yourself. Okay. Be yourself. If that's the only thing you take away from this conversation today be yourself on the phone. Be yourself. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Okay. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. That's going to set you apart. And also don't be afraid to ask a little bit vulnerable questions. Okay. Like I said, like, tell me about your family. Like, oh, you have a daughter again. I'm about to get to this part. But if you do research and know that a coach has like a newborn son or daughter, like ask them about it. Like, what's it like? How's how's being a new mom? Like, they're not going to expect that question because they're going to plan on leading the conversation, which is kind of nice. But if you can ask questions to kind of like surprise them and be like, wow, like they really do care about me. That's like a relationship. That's how you, that's how you build relationship. Okay. So think about that. So I mentioned the checklist. These are going to be on the checklist that you print out, but also you might add some more to these, but from a perspective of making sure you are ready for a conversation with a coach or an email, whatever, whatever, phone call, email, whatever. I wanna make sure you have these stamped into your brain to do. Okay. First things first, I need you to practice having a conversation. Like you're gonna have to play imagination, practice a conversation with this coach in the mirror. Okay. So go in your bathroom or whatever, have your questions in front of you, maybe your checklist, and just have a conversation. Pretend like you are practicing questions that they might ask you and what you would say in response. This is important because again, if you practice and you prepare, you are more likely to have just like an easier conversation and also not feel like you have a a blank stare or brain, like as they're asking you things. Okay. So practice in the mirror, even better practice on your dog, (laughs) use your dog as the person you're talking to or your younger, younger sibling, parents, whatever but practice. Okay. It, it doesn't make perfect, but it makes close to perfect. So we want to have good conversations. It requires some practice. This next thing, please respond to coaches within 48 hours. Okay. At the latest, if you can, like these coaches want to know that you value them and that you respect them. Okay. They need answers probably very fast in order to make decisions for their team. That's not like the answer of like, will you play for me? Right. They, they'll hopefully give you, you know, a decent deadline to help, you know, go through your pros and cons, which I should probably make an episode on that. Just to make sure you make the right decision for you. But give them responses. Like if they're asking you to follow up with, you know, certain, you know, your grades or like all this stuff, get it done as soon as you can. Because if you do it as soon as you can, they're going to feel like, "Oh, this co- this player really cares about me and my program." And I want someone that's efficient and gets things done and also values my time. Because if you leave a coach hanging, that's a no bueno, okay? Um, it's not helping your cause, all right? And you can get your parents to help you with this. Maybe that becomes like your side homework, aside from school homework. It's like, make sure I'm, I'm getting this email um, responded to or whatever. That's important. And if you miss one of their calls, that's okay. Just make sure you call them back soon. And leave them a message. If they don't answer, it's okay. It's okay if you missed your call. It is okay. (laughs) Just make sure that you don't leave them hanging. Now, this one I think is really important is make sure to give every coach respectable time. Okay. Whether you want to go to this school or know nothing about this school, every coach deserves to talk about their school with passion because you might not realize that, like, you may want to go to this school. But another coach calls you and then all of a sudden the things that they value, you love. Or the traditions that they have, you love. Um, So don't just like go into the call saying saying to yourself like, I'm not going here. I'm not going here. Because then it's just not going to be a good conversation. And also it's not helping you or them in any way, shape or form. But just realize like even if you don't really want to go to the school, give that coach your time. Like that is the sincerely the, the most valuable thing you can give anyone. Okay. So give them a little bit of your time, listen to them, ask them the same questions. Like, and, and if it's a no, don't say it the first day, like give it some time to muster and how you want to, you know, say no to them in a very kind and loving way, but give them your time. Cause you might be surprised by certain programs that call you that maybe you didn't plan on liking and you end up liking every coach deserves time. They'd all deserve respect. So give everyone respect. That's the most, that's very, very, very important on this end. Now this will be brief, but like when you give a coach your answer, whether it's no or whether it's yes, I would really, really like you to, you know, obviously plan your conversation, whether it's a no or a yes, but realize you gain respect by even saying no kindly. Okay. Don't just, don't ghost a coach that is the worst thing you could possibly do. You do not need people as enemies. And yes, it is very sad when, you know, a coach who really wants a player and this player never responds to them because they're still in the back of their mind. And when you never respond to them, it's not that you're on like their hate list, but it's just, it's just, it doesn't give you very, it actually hurts your credibility. Okay. And you want credibility and you want that. And you want to be able to be known as someone that like whether, whether you said yes or no to a coach, this coach can say, yes, this, this player sticks to their word, this player. Um, I really respect for the way that they said no to me or the way that you, they said yes to me. Like, I think it's important for you to take this part seriously. All right. I might make a whole episode on this part, but every coach deserves respect and also give them an answer. Even though, even though it's hard to say no to someone, say no to them in a very kind way and go in your own way. All right. Last one. And this is probably the most important thing that I have on this checklist. Again, there's probably, I'm probably going to add like more things to the checklist, the download that you're about to download, but this one is probably one of the most important. I need you before these conversations to research the heck out of the program. Okay. So if a coach emails you on September 1st and says, Hey, I'm going to call you later today. You better find a way to research things about their program, about the school, about traditions, go on Twitter, see what they value, see what they've been doing, check out their star players, like just look at all of the things, okay? If a coach knows that you've done your research, you have jumped a little higher to their list. You know what I'm saying? So do the research for, co- for colleges that you want to go to, for colleges that you potentially could get calls from. Um, do as much research as you can, okay? Because again, when you talk to them on the phone, they want to know that like you're a priority for them. And if you've done research and said, oh, coach, how cool is it that you guys go to Starbucks every morning before you play? Like, why do you guys do that? She'd be like, oh my gosh, this is why. And we love this tradition or whatever. Again, make it about them because the way that you build relationships with anyone is one, being able to listen, but also make the other person feel valued. So if you do that, jackpot. Again, download the checklist. I'm going to have more things on there. I already know it, but that's going to help you kind of prepare for these phone calls. Okay. All right. Now, again, if you were listening and you're only a freshman in high school, or you're in like seventh or eighth grade, or even younger, I need you to save this episode so you can listen to it later. But I hope that you learned from all of this, that you are building a relationship with coaches when you are doing this. Your job is to get to know them. Your job is to respect them. Your job is to, you know, be humble as well. Like, yes, you can definitely talk about your strengths and be super passionate about, yes, I'm great at this. And I love that I'm great at this, but also realize that like humility is what kind of wins games. When you can put the team before yourself on the field you win games and coaches want to know that you're humble. Coaches want to know that you love the game and have passion for it. Coaches want to know that you have a life outside of softball, okay? Because too many players get sucked up into the identity of softball and they only value themselves whether they played a great game or like not. Like if they played great, they feel great about themselves. If they played bad, they feel bad about themselves. Like you should be even keeled. You should be you know, a player who loves the game and wants to become as great as you possibly can at it, but realize that when you're not great at the game, it's okay. They want to know that you're a human. Okay. Because, because you are, and also they're humans too. Okay. They go through human things. Um, you know, their car breaks down just like yours might, you know, they had, okay. I almost just talked about newborns, but you guys don't have those yet, but like they have struggles just like you do. Okay, so being honest and open about your struggles, being vulnerable at times like that is how you develop relationships. And I just want you to know that the more you can prepare for these conversations, the more you can expect some of these questions to be asked, the easier it will be for you. Okay, so go download that checklist that I told you about and just dig into it a little bit. Again, reach out to people that might be able to help you come up with these questions that that might be asked to you. Um, But just get as prepared as you can and realize you're not going to be prepared for every question, but you're ready to answer the question because you're not going to fluff it. You're going to be honest. And that is the best way that this can go for you. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of When the Cleats Come Off. It is one of the deepest ones we've had. If you enjoyed it, please go either write a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen or just give me a five star. Or if you don't think this deserves a five star, give me a lesser star. I'll learn from it. But if you like this podcast, please like it, share it with your teammates, share it with people in the thick of it with you because you can help make other people better because of it. All right, don't forget to stay humble, stay awkward. That's an important one that I learned in college stay awkward. And don't forget to keep smiling and good luck. You are ready for this conversation and I'm so excited for you. All right. I'll see you next week.